thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. As a second bloodied man found wandering the streets with his cut-off penis, an Ohio couple faces multiple charges after allegedly giving laxative-laced cookies to striking teachers. And the top strangest, weirdest food fight festivals from around the world. Yes, these are the weird stories for today, Thursday. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy, your host. Let's get some laughs. Let's learn something about the world. The police are baffled as a second bloodied man was found wandering the streets holding his hacked off penis. The cops have been baffled after another man was found walking the streets of Costa del Sol, which is in southern Spain, holding his own detached penis. The man was seen waving the detached member in one hand while claiming to be an alien called Sergio. Well, you know, if you're gonna have if you're gonna be an alien, you might wanna have a cool Spanish name like Sergio. I would imagine an alien named Sergio quite attractive, probably has abs. No penis though, apparently. He was rushed to the hospital for emergency surgery where the medics found the remains of his wrecked willy wrapped with rubber bands and shoelaces. <laughs> it was also reported he showed signs of having suffered a blow to the head and possibly been suffocated. This comes less <clears throat> this comes less than a month after a 33-year-old Brit was found wandering the streets of Zaragoza with his penis in a plastic bag after chopping it off at home. The Brit told the police he chopped off his own manhood. Investigators said he may have been under the influence of drugs or could have some mental health problems. Oh yeah, no kidding. An investigation into the incident is now underway. More facts coming about the man who claimed he was an alien named Sergio. He later at the police station said he was a woman named Naomi. (laughs) Doctors confirmed his penis had been half amputated and another part torn. They've operated on him. Today, police were still trying to establish if his wounds were self-inflicted or whether he was a victim of a sadistic sex game or some sort of torture. He's been described as a Spaniard, age, age between 30 and 35. Investigators have even tried to identify him by taking his fingerprints, but have so far failed to come up with a name for this guy. They don't even know who this guy is. They're, I wonder if they're calling him Sergio or Naomi. His condition is believed to be stable, but it is not known whether medics were able to reattach his penis. Tests for drugs came back negative, reportedly. Strange. This alien named Sergio with a lopped-off penis. Don't even know who he is. More crazy information coming out. Last month, 33-year-old man was remanded in custody on suspicion of amputating his British flatmate's penis in the, Zarag- in the Zaragoza incident. So they had, an, they had a, a suspect. Now, the unnamed Spaniard was arrested nearly a week after the unidentified Brit was rushed to the hospital after being spotted bleeding heavily in the street near his home. Police found his sex organ in a plastic bag inside the apartment. It was reattached in an emergency operation. Officers, officers initially said that they thought the expat had harmed himself And we're not really looking for anyone in connection with that bizarre incident. But the case took a dramatic twist with the arrest. Announced after a local paper reported that a Londoner had been using a social networking app 
to search for someone to film him amputating his own penis. Can you imagine putting an ad out for that? Hey, who wants to come and watch me amputate? Shoot, shoot video of me, please, uh, cutting off my own penis. I, I, need, I need help with that. I'll pay you for that and for the years of therapy you're going to need after you witness some stranger cutting off his own penis. Police sources have said they believe the Spaniard had the Brit's permission to mutilate himself, although he's facing an assault charge. Oh, this is incredible. Local reports have pointed to the British man was the, the British man was experiencing gender, gender identity problems. So that guy was like, I don't, I feel like I don't want a penis anymore. I don't feel like a man. I'm like a woman trapped in this penis body. I'm cutting off my penis. Does anyone want to come watch? Does anyone want to come watch and shoot video of this? Maybe let's do Instagram live of me lopping off my penis. Who wants to shoot video of me becoming a non-man? I'm, it's not even I'm becoming a woman. I'm becoming a nothing. Anyone want to shoot video of that? This is odd. Southern Spain is having this spate of uh, self-inflicted penis injuries. Weird to me. The guy calling himself an alien named Sergio, that, that's, you know, I don't think that's a gender identity issue. I think that's a, uh, a species identity issue. Yeah, he doesn't even think he's a human. That's mental disability, that guy. Big time is my guess. Well, the police got their hands filled <laughs> in southern Spain with uh, <laughs> disattached penises. <laughs> Good luck with that. How's that going to feel? You're a police officer. 25 years on the force. I'm looking for a, <laughs> looking for <laughs> a suspect with a lopped off penis. It's great. Great. An Ohio couple's facing charges after allegedly giving laxative-laced cookies to striking school workers. This reminds me of the earlier article I did about the co-worker who laced his uh, employees with LSD in their coffee. This is in Urichville, Ohio. A Trenton Avenue couple is being held in jail after they allegedly gave sugar cookies laced with a laxative to striking school employees. Why you got to give it to the school employees on strike? That's not nice. It's bad enough that they're, you know, not being paid what they feel they should be paid. And now they're striking and they're probably not working. And now you got to you got to put them on the toilet. Is that your plan here? Bo J. Cozens, age 29, and Rachel Sharrock, age 25, are charged with contaminating a substance for human consumption, which is a felony, apparently. Hey, be careful. You think you might be able to. You know, just get away with this silly prank charge for, you know, putting laxative in something. But no, this is apparently a felony in some places, so be careful. The arrests are the result of a, of a police investigation that began after they, re they received an anonymous tip about a video posted on one of these people's Facebook page, Cousins. The video includes Cousins' comments about striking school employees who were standing near a primary school. The non-teaching employees are members of the Ohio Association of Public School Employees and have been on strike since March 22nd. Cousins said he's irritated that people were honking their horns as they passed these workers. Oh, so this is, this is you wanting some peace and quiet? So you lace the, the strikers with some laxatives so that they spend the whole day in the toilet instead of on the streets making noise? The officer said the man who was irked by these striking people, made threats towards them. Apparently said he was going to go get a gun and shoot at them. This, this all says this in the video, apparently, as well. 
And there was an apparent drug transaction that took place on Facebook Live during this video, in fact. Strange. He makes a video of him threatening the strikers and then does a drug deal right on the video to boot. <laughs> the sergeant says the couple also talks in the video about a plan to send the protesters a batch of contaminated cookies. They put it all on Facebook? Idiots? These people are just... I mean, hey, if you're going to commit a crime, don't put it on Facebook Live. Like, what, do you, what is wrong with you? That's like... Criminal Activity 101. Easy, easy. In this video as well, the sergeant says, the girlfriend and him talk about mixing laxative pills with cookies and delivering them to the striking workers. She's actually holding up a package of laxative pills and she's popping them out of the package, crushing them up and mixing them in with the cookie batter. All on video! The police say they later found a second video in which cousins in Chirac talk about delivering these cookies to the striking workers. In that video, you see him yelling out his bathroom window every time a car drives by and honks. He yells obscenities out his bathroom window, and they also start joking about how their friend delivered the cookies to these workers. Oh, man, it's all on video. This is outstanding. I mean, it's not outstanding that they did this, but it's like, it's just, to me, it's incredible that it's all on video. The the plan, the celebration of it, <laughs> all because he wanted cars to stop beeping near his house. The sergeant later spoke to the union members who confirmed that the cookies were delivered, but nobody ate them. Oh, snap. You backfired your plan, buddy. They still had the plate of cookies. And the police were actually able to confiscate them in time. Hey, well, you know, this is one of those situations where it actually paid off that the cops were on Facebook all day. <laughs> they stopped people from, you know, getting a case of Montezuma's revenge. So, hi, sweet. You know, I mean, in general, I feel like they're on there too much. But, like, this is an incident where, you know, hey, trolling social media actually paid off for the police. <laughs> They've arrested these people. They're charged with aggravated menacing. Man, every time I go through these weird crimes, I'm, I'm always finding a new, a new charge I've never heard of. You've been charged with aggravated menacing? Is that separate from just menacing? They arrested them actually with a large amount of marijuana, cash, drug paraphernalia. And, and can you just be arrested for just plain old stupidity? Because that's what these people are. Just plain old stupidity. Doing a drug deal on Facebook Live and confessing what you're about to do, the crime you're about to commit, aggravated menacing. And the felon, it's a felony to slip laxatives into people's sugar cookies, apparently. That's good to know. I would have been evicted... Convicted of a couple of these as in my childhood. Oh, yeah. Slipping your friend's laxatives. What a good prank. We've all done that, right, guys? No? Just me? Okay. You're listening to Weird AF News. And Comedian Jonesy. Yeah, he's bringing it. And he brings you news from Florida. As well as Arizona. Arizona, sometimes New Mexico, and many other states of weirdness that he can find, all brought to you here on Weird AF News. Peace. I enjoy a good food fight occasionally. Uh, I was happy to learn that there are food fight festivals all around the world.
So I thought I would go through some of the weirdest food fight festivals all around the world. Maybe you live near one of these festivals. You can go, you know, and throw some grub at a stranger. There is, uh, let's start with the La Tomatina, La Tomatina, the Valencia's Tomato Festival. Uh, it's a tomato food fight. Arguably the world's most famous food fight. It's the annual tomato battle festival, La Tomatina. It's held on the last Wednesday of August in the town of Buñol, Valencia region of Spain. Tens of thousands of participants come from all over the world to fight in a battle where more than 100 metric tons of ripe tomatoes are thrown in the streets. The tomato fight has been a strong tradition since 1944. It was created after two men in a political protest began throwing tomatoes at many people and places, and it continues to this day, though more for enjoyment than protest. 30,000 people come to this tomato fight. The actual population of Buñol, Buñol is 9,000, so you can see people come from everywhere to throw tomatoes. <laughs> this is amazing. And it lasts about two hours. And the fighting ends when a cannon is fired. <laughs> At this point, no more tomatoes can be thrown. The cleaning process involves the use of fire trucks spraying down the streets. Hilarious. There's also a Battle of the Oranges in a place called Ivrea. This is in northern Italy. Uh, it includes a tradition, this uh, tradition of throwing oranges between organized groups. It is the largest food fight in Italy, apparently. The festival's origins are somewhat unclear, but a popular account has it that it commemorates the city's defiance against the city's tyrant, something having to do with the 12th century. Every year, these citizens remember their liberation with the Battle of the Oranges, where teams on foot throw oranges against another team in riding, riding in carts. The, well, they throw it at people riding in carts. This is hilarious. This is kind of dangerous. The oranges are heavy and... Uh, well, if you can throw like I can throw, then someone could be killed because I can really, I mean, I have quite a throwing arm. The oranges represent the old weapons and stones that were thrown towards the cart riders to represent the, the tyranny. <laughs> Another adaptation of the story has the oranges used to symbolize the removed testicles of this tyrant. <laughs> they, well, they rip off his testes and throw them in the streets. The Battle of the Oranges involves... Thousands of townspeople divided into nine combat teams who throw oranges at each other. Uh, I'm looking at the photos. Most of them wear helmets, which you really need if you're going to get, you know, oranges thrown at you. There's also the Grape Throwing Festival of Mallorca. It's held annually during the last weekend in September in the wine-growing village of Binisalem, Mallorca. I don't even know where that is. Did I say it right? Binisalem? The festival, also named Festival... Festa des Verma celebrates the grape harvest, and the main attractions include a grape stomping competition, grape throwing fight, and lots of fun involving grapes. These people are rolling around in grapes, like it looks like a mud wrestling thing. Although the history of this event is somewhat lost through the ages, it seems to have its roots in ensuring a very good harvest season by removing the not-so-good grapes before the winter. Hilarious. If you want to see attractive men and women topless throwing grapes at each other, this is definitely the place to be, the, the grape-throwing Mallorca Festival. Then there is Riojo's Batala de Vino. Looks like they throw wine in each other in the capital. Uh, it's called Lagrono, the capital of Rioja. I don't know these places. It becomes a, the city becomes a sea of purple during the week surrounding the feast day of St. 
Matthew on September 21st, the week of celebrations ends in the Batala de Vino, where the plentiful Rioja wine is the ammunition. Festival goers and naughty wine tasters take aim and drench each other in the sticky purple drunken mess. You can actually fill up water guns with delicious red wine and fire away. This sounds amazing. You can just walk around, open your mouth, and just <laughs> get shot in the mouth and get drunk. This is a great battle. I would love to be involved in that. Have you heard of the Greek Flower War? March 10th is the first day of Orthodox Lent, and it is the day of the annual Flower War in Greece. For the past 200 years, residents and tourists have bombed each other with bags of colored flour. <laughs> this is crazy. It's an incredibly cool sight. All those dusty, ghost-like figures moving about in the clouds of flour. Wow, these photos are fantastic of the Greek flower war. Oh, I totally want to do that. An estimated 3,000 pounds of flour is used in the streets. So that should give you a clue as to the kind of mess that it causes. Make sure you wear your goggles and face mask or you'll regret it later. Wow, it looks like a scene out of The Walking Dead. This, uh, this is amazing. Then there's the custard pie battle. Oh, that sounds lovely. I love custard pie. The custard pie food fight. <laughs> where is this? It doesn't even say where it is. Oh, I want to throw custard pie. Then there's the um, Karapula's annual cow dung cake battle. Ooh, I don't know about that. First of all, who's eating cow dung cakes? You don't eat it, right? You just throw it. Every year, the people of Kerapula, a village in India's Andhra Pradesh state, engage in an epic cow dung cake battle that often leaves dozens injured <laughs> under the belief that the smelly tradition brings them good health and prosperity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that brings you good health. Hey, good luck. Come here. I'm going to smash you in the face with some cow shit. Yeah, and it's for good luck. That is wild. That's the last one I'm going to cover. That doesn't, that's, that's not really food, the cow dung one. I don't know why it's on this list. You want to know more about that one? Well, mounds of dried cow dung cakes are heaped in the center of this village and thousands of devotees split into two groups. Participants arm themselves with cow dung cakes in one hand, towels in the other for protection. Thousands more villagers climb on the nearby rooftops and in trees where they can watch the battle without getting hit with these smelly projectiles. <laughs> When the signal to start the battle is given, the two sides start flinging pieces of dried cow dung at each other, and they keep at it for about a half an hour to an hour. <laughs> there are minor injuries, as you can imagine, because these, these cow patties are pretty hard. <laughs> the hospitals are overrun with people with cow dung injuries, black eyes. <laughs> it's quite a smelly affair, but heaps of fun, apparently. Well, guys, you know, I would love to do a, a food fight festival tour, you know, but I don't have the money for that. So, you know, maybe think about raising some money for Josie to go on a tour, a worldwide food fight battle that will end in me going to the one in India and getting, getting hospitalized by a, a cow dung projectile injury, obviously. But I have a feeling I would kick ass at all these fight festivals, especially the orange one. And, and I would say the cow dung one, too. I can throw, man. I got amazing aim. I got quite a throwing arm. I, I think I would emerge as a champion in these food fight festivals. So, but I mean, we, we're not going to know until Jonesy goes there. So please send a donation to send me across the world. 
I want to go to Majorca. What, where is that? Rioja? I don't know. I, you know, I don't go anywhere in life. I've never been anywhere. Let's do this. Let's get my culture going, you know, in the form of food fight festivals. Why not? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to thank you for listening to Weird AF News today. <laughs> You'll find the weirdest of news and you'll feel better about your life, won't you? Yes, I do all the time. I feel great about myself because I read about, you know, the idiots out there ruining their lives. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I'm going to give some thanks to Crazy Carl who sent me an email and an article. He said, hey man, just saying thanks for helping me wake up to some weird stuff during the week. <laughs> it's messed up to dose... It's, by the way, it's messed up to dose someone without telling them about the LSD because acid can show you things about yourself you're not ready for. But it's also a great therapy tool if used properly. Anyways, keep up the good work and drop me your Patreon link and I'm going to check it out. I'm going to send you that link, Crazy Carl. I want to thank you for writing me. Crazy Carl was referring to the story I did about people lacing their coworkers with LSD. Hilarious. What a crazy world. If you want to join the Patreon like Crazy Carl seems to want to, Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and you can give Jonesy a little bit of coffee money. Wouldn't that feel nice for you? Yeah, wouldn't it feel good? Feels good to me. Some people reached out to me on Instagram and you can do so by going to uh, Instagram at funnyjones. Holly King sent me a Florida article. Florida article? What the? Hey, she sent me a Florida article. Hey, yo, she says I love the podcast. Hey, I don't know why I slipped into that. Long Island accent or whatever you want to call it. Jess reached out, says, I'm in Florida right now. And man, because of you, Jonesy, I'm on high alert for crazies. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) This is what's happening. By the way, uh, on tomorrow's Florida Friday, I have a special treat for you. You're going to love it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Trey P reached out on Instagram, says, yo, Jonesy, huge fan of Weird AF News. Sent me an article about Florida, says, thought this might make you laugh. By the way, love your singing, dude. Thank you for loving my singing. Not enough people are getting on the singing train here, you know? I've been doing a lot of old school R&B lately, as you know. Um, I'll keep singing. People like it, for the most part. There are those of you who don't like it, but, you know. Uh, there are there are enough that are sending me notes about it, so we'll keep it up. I gotta. I'm not gonna plan it though. I gotta do it. It's it's very much. Um, I gotta feel inspired. It's an improvisational situation, as per usual. Uh, thanks for listening to Weird AF News. Please share the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Tell people about it. I find word of mouth to be the best way to share anything these days. So I'm not even saying you gotta go on social media and and share my podcast. Although that would be pretty cool. You could tell a friend of yours. Say, hey man, listen. Every day I listen to this thing and it makes me happy. And, you know, if you like news and you like to laugh, who doesn't like both of those things? You're going to enjoy this. By the way, you can listen to me on your smart speakers, which a lot of you are. 
I looked at the data, and about 40% of you listen on your smart speakers at home. You can do that by telling your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, Google, <laughs> is it Google? I don't know. <laughs> what do you call Google? Just Google? Play the weird AF News podcast, bro, and then it, it'll totally play it. It's pretty cool. I made that happen. I set that up. I made it happen so you can say that to Alexa. Isn't Jonesy smart? Yeah, sometimes. Email me if you'd like, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also send me a donation on PayPal to that same email address, funnyjones at gmail.com. That's my PayPal. You can send me some money so that I can go to Majorca and participate in an orange throwing festival uh, and knock some mofos out. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter, at funnyjones, Instagram, at funnyjones, Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. That's all the stuff. That's all the stuff. That's, that's, that's me being annoying with all my self-promotion. So I'm sorry. Forgive me. Reach out to me. I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow when it's going to be Florida Fridays. You know the day.